viu rico namorar pobre? So much saliva on your fist. Ew! Ew! What? <laughs> Why do you have saliva on your fist? He licked it. Oh. Also, that's still weird. I don't know why I said oh. And I was like, wow, your response was... Understanding. Like, very understanding. Have you guys watched anything? Listen Pause. To you were... <laughs> <laughs> Wow! Like, as we were talking, I was like, I really don't know how to let them know that it's on. I kept waiting. I was like, I was like, don't start again. I didn't know what to say. Yes, you did. You did this on purpose. Hello, hi, welcome to Say Latte. I'm your anchor, Amanda Young, and this is my two co-hosts, Sherry Thompson and Pensacola Paul. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but really though, any, give us pop culture. What are you consuming that you loved? You first. You always go first, Shane. Um, okay. I watched that new HBO right now is doing a trilogy of documentaries on true crime, um, called every crime has a story. And the first one came out uh, about almost two weeks ago now, but it's, um, called I love you now die. Ooh. And it's fantastic. Oh. It's really good. It's a two part. Crimes of passion. Well, no. Do you remember in 2014, there was the kid and he committed suicide in his truck yes. due to like carbon monoxide yes. and they went through his phone and, and they found girl, he had been texting oh, his girlfriend, his oh girlfriend my, yes. like, told oh. him to do it. Yes. I have to see this. And the I'm first part, it's really good because the first part deals with the prosecution and the second part of it deals with the defense. And oh. after watching it, like it's definitely a conversation starter because there's so much that obviously the media leaves right. out. And I know that this documentary is not perfect either. And it's definitely a little biased, but still, it's just interesting because it really questions what does it mean, like, can you can you convince somebody to kill themselves? And is that at that point, is it considered like a homicide mm. um, in the technological age with the influence that social media and that technology in general has over us? And at what point are you using that as a weapon to kill mm -hmm. somebody? It's really interesting. It well, is interesting. We are venturing into new territory that we've never ventured into before as a people. And it's like every single day we're having to come up with like tiny ways, to, ways to put out these tiny fires. Like, uh, uh, what? is it killing yourself? Is it killing homicide? If you tell well, and that's where something? this, this whole case like really changed the law. Like it did because it brought up a question that no one had, dealt with before and they right. were like we, I mean we think that this is involuntary manslaughter but there's also stuff to suggest that this could be tried as a homicide like it's very interesting that's almost I first degree it. murder like that wasn't by mistake right that's the but it's like she didn't kill him so but the one what's about what's, the intent but the one piece of evidence though <laughs> that truly like convicted her we don't have a recording of. It's just something that they've the said. The phone call? It's just something, the phone call, where he, where supposedly he got out of the truck and she told him to get back in. The only way that oh they have that, gosh. the only thing they have is a text message to a friend of hers saying, like, I fucking told him to get back in. Like, feeling bad about it. But this girl also talked up everything. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting because the one thing that actually convicts her, they can't prove it. They don't have mm -hmm. the recording. All they know is that there's a 46-minute phone call. Mm -hmm. But there's one really interesting thing about it where, like, this girl was obsessed with Leah Michelle on Glee. And during all the time that Corey Monteith 
like OD. Oh. And that there's a lot of suggestion that she wanted to live this life that Leah Michelle lived and that she was repeating things that Leah Michelle said about Corey Monteith about oh, this kid. That's and like, dark. It's it is really, really interesting. And I love it. Oh yeah. It's I crazy. the darker Ooh. the better. It's crazy. Mmm. Okay. Can I go next? Yeah. Let's lighten things up a little yeah, bit. Lighten it yeah. up. I have two things this week. Surprise! Oh, perfect to make up for your missed homework last week. <laughs> missed homework. Fuck the homework. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the you. See, I you know, know what? Let me just go ahead and say, Synod, this is why we don't give her an inch, because she takes a damn mile. Oh, no, like, Synod, thank you so much for saying that stuff. Let me talk, right? Thank you so much for the Sherry fans because everybody is a Shane fan and everybody obviously is an Amanda fan. But you know what? Shout out to Nod Suarez. Thank you, girl. Thank you. Okay, can I can I talk now? Is it you're Your interrupting you yourself? <laughs> like what the fuck? We don't care if you talk. Go ahead, bitch. We're waiting. Okay, so my first thing is just a tidbit. It's about Netflix and how they silently this weekend altered the 13 Reasons Why suicide episode um, where she commits suicide and they took it out. So now it cuts from her looking in the mirror and it cuts to her parents finding her. Find, finding her. So you 13 Reasons Why? Yeah. You don't see that whole thing where she cuts her wrist and then is in Bleeds the bathtub. Out and-, um, and there was this whole... Uh, this whole controversy about it because one of the executive producers of the show was like, they don't have to watch it. (laughs) Yeah, but they also didn't put a warning anywhere. They put a warning in the second season. It comes at the beginning, yeah. Yeah. They added it to the beginning. They added it. Kills herself and cuts her wrists open and bleeds out. Like, you guys don't think that's triggering for people who've committed suicide or who've contemplated committing suicide like i mean that's the, I, you should probably put a disclaimer i mean i on think that specific yeah you could episode. put something however i will say i do remember people saying that they felt like the show like and specifically like towards the end and showing that scene like glorified the act of mm-hmm. suicide to me there is nothing glorifying though about that that scene I, like I, I, the first time that i watched that show that scene had me sick I don't know. Yeah, I, it had I me. Could, it I had could me see it sick. though. I could see it though. It was a little gratuitous. The music. Gratuitous. The way- I could see gratuitous. I wouldn't say it's glorifying. I, mean, I don't think there's anything about watching that scene. I mean, and this is coming from me, and I'm, I I can't relate to that. I, but I, I all I know is in my my experience, I definitely felt like it was it was graphic, but in a way that I mean, it it it, it turned my stomach and it. Me too. But I think that. That's where we people have to be careful I see with the way sides. they handle sensitive material. Because I feel like Euphoria, they clearly make the fact that Rue is a drug addict a huge problem. Like, it is a problem. And 13 Reasons Why, like, her committing suicide, it's not really viewed as a problem. It's kind of the catalyst for this entire show, which is almost, in a way, kind of... A glorification? I don't know. Like, Euphoria, her being a drug addict is the conflict 
that's what she's trying to overcome. They approach it with a dark comedy. Yes, and she's overcoming it. They're kind of letting you know the whole time this is not okay. Like, and they make it very clear. Whereas in 13 Reasons Why, I mean, it's not as clear. Like, she kills herself and we know as human beings that it's not okay, but they don't make it abundantly clear. Like, this is a problem. This is wrong. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, and then she did this. It's just part of the story. Like, this is how the story begins. She kills herself, you know? Hmm. I see what you're saying. However, I'm on the fence with that because I really enjoyed what 13 Reasons Why did. And it's also the first of its kind. The first of its kind of a show like this, it's not going to be perfect at all. And that led... And it's not going to be for everybody. Right. That is... That is an important, just like, I think that's a very important. It's not going to be for everyone. And it set the stage for Euphoria to be as good as it is. 13 Reasons Rye walked so that Euphoria could run. Yes. <laughs> and I truly, I truly agree with that. Uh, yeah. I'm not a huge 13 Reasons Why fan. Like, not even to be, to be frank. Like, I didn't love it. I thought it was okay. I did think it was extremely gratuitous at times. I understand that people like it, but I do think it is problematic that this is a show with teenagers in it. It's like edgy Riverdale. Like, you know, there are kids watching this show, right? Let's have some responsibility. You can't just have a teenager killing herself when suicide rates are up at alarming rates. Like, let's go ahead and take responsibility and put a disclaimer in front of it at the very least. Because if I am triggered by suicide, there was no indication anywhere that that was going to happen. You're watching the show. You know she killed herself. There was no, there were no signs that it was going to, they were going to show her committing suicide. You're just watching the episode and all of a sudden she's cutting her wrists open and bleeding out into the bathtub. But- that like, is true. Not okay. But it's like we also see that with horror movies. We see people get chopped up, it, especially in 2019. Everything is so graphic these days. Well, so I agree, but I think that people getting chopped up, like, okay, that's very different than a personal trigger of being suicidal. There like, is be, also people a- getting chopped up, that's something that... I mean, that would be happenstance. If someone wanted to kill me on the sidewalk tomorrow, like, that's not something that I'm contemplating happening to myself. You know what I mean? It's because it's a self-inflicted injury. There are a lot of people who are struggling. They're on the edge of that. They're teetering that. They're walking that fine line. Like, is today the day that I'm going to kill myself? And I think that's something that a lot of people don't think about. I am not suicidal, so that's not something that is a trigger for me. But a lot of people every day struggle with keeping their lives. So it's like... I, at the, I don't know that they needed to get rid of it, but I do think at the very least they should have had some responsibility in the way that they approached that specific episode. My thing with getting rid of it is at this point, I feel like it's too, too late. late. Everyone's it's seen too, it. That's the thing. And at this point, everybody knows I wouldn't have taken it out because now people know that it's in there. I think going into it, knowing that that's going to happen. Like I said, I fully feel like it to me. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, no, I, I feel like taking it out, though, I don't know. I, I'm going back to what I said before. I just think that it, it's a very, very graphic and very realistic view of it that, like, I've never seen gore in a way that affected me that that scene did. Yeah. And it affected, and in my experience, I know that it's not for everybody, but in my experience, it definitely landed a a very strong message for me and it Mm -hmm. was effective Mm -hmm. in what it was saying and like I commended that like I was like that like the fact that they took it I felt like personally on my side of viewing things I thought that they handled it in a very bold way Mm -hmm. but I think it was definitely effective at 
like a message and that they didn't shy away from it that this is this is not a glorious thing it is it is dark and it is scary and it is nauseating like and 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 that i don't know it's tough but it is tough and i mean who are we to say it's i'm not a filmmaker at this point in my life so this is me saying this from my armchair at home like i don't i don't know if faced with those decisions how i would handle it but i can say from a consumer's perspective of course which is always the easiest side of the fence to be on i mean I, I could see I can see I can see the concerns I can see them especially with the tone of the show like it's literally if you guys ever seen Riverdale it's literally yeah. Riverdale with sex and violence well I was gonna say this about the filming because this is something that I remember thinking during season one and I'm gonna disagree with you on that because to me this is going into the filmmaking thing to me 13 reasons why in specifically season one did have two very different tones for me you have the tone of the flashbacks you have the tone of the story that is being told by hannah about the 13 reasons why the tapes there is a very different undertone in present day where hannah is gone Mm -hmm. and hannah is dead and it is darker and it's more serious and Mm -hmm. like the people are emotional like you see what the mom is going through and like it's it's all of the fallout that is very different than the tone and even like the lighting of like the the older days, like whenever she's telling the story. Like, and I think that that was a, I think personally that was a strong choice from filming. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to tell that story, that's how you need to tell it. Like back in the days that she was alive, that it was this and that, but there was this, you know, unfortunate, you know, cloudy and, and scary undertone to it. But that life afterwards is not people... I mean, yeah, you had the people who were, you know, I guess, like, acting like they, you know, weren't a problem back in the day. But I think that that's one of the biggest messages of the show is that you never know. You never know what somebody's going through behind closed doors. Right. And at the end of the day, like, yeah, everybody always, anytime this ever happens, people always talk about how great somebody was and how much they loved that person. And you know what? No, you fucking didn't. You didn't. And, like, part of this, treat people with respect. Because this shit happens all the time. That's why we have suicide rates that are up. Like, people struggle with mental illness, but people are also fucking mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in that regard, like, I I think that that show was... I think that that, they did a good job of establishing that, personally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I, I, I can respect your opinion. I do think, though... Just from a taste perspective, I just didn't like it. Like, I thought the acting wasn't great. I thought that the storytelling was, like, childish. So for you to take such a serious turn of events, like, it to me, I was like, oh, that was interesting. I did not even foresee that happening because I thought I was watching Riverdale. Like, that's the writing is just very bubblegum. And it was cute. I thought it was cute. And then she slits her wrist and dies. And I was like, oh, everything is really serious. That's interesting because that's why I liked it. That's how adults feel about certain teenagers and young adults committing suicide they literally go um everything was fine like where did that come from well all of a sudden that's why i enjoyed that because it you just don't know how that is affecting someone whose brain is not fully developed right yeah, this turned into a 13 Reasons Why, it like... But it, but it just happened this week, so I think that's an interesting topic to it talk is. about. It is. I think mm-hmm. so, too. I do understand why. I think, I think I agree with you, though. I think it's too late. People have already seen it mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were going to watch it, you've seen it, so yeah. oh well. It would have been nice for them to 
I don't know, warn people before that situation happened, but, like, it's too late. Who cares? Yeah, at this point, like, you can't go back and change it now. Yeah, but. it's fine. Like, it's we'll take it for what it is, and we'll move on. Like, we get it now. Or just add a disclaimer at the top. Yeah, and that's, like, what they did for season two. Where, right. Where, which I think that was a better move than, than deleting it. I think adding... And now, whenever you go back and rewatch season one, there is a disclaimer yes. at the beginning, and they have that thing after afterward. That's yes. like, listen, if you are struggling with this stuff, here are the here's what you can do. So that was the first thing. <laughs> okay. The second oh, right. thing. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> the second thing was Monday, July fifteenth. PBS came out with the first cartoon about Native American people. Oh, Whoa, that's wow. really cool. It's, yeah, it's called Molly from Denali. How cute. And I believe... Denali. Mm-hmm. It's in Alaska. Oh. Apparently there was... It's actually inspired... I was reading up about it. It's inspired from a trip that the creator of Curious George took with Obama. They were renaming a mountain from Mount McKinley or something like that to its original name in Alaska, which is Denali. And she was very interested. She teamed up with the writer of Arthur, and she wanted to create a show about a little girl or a boy that is in an isolated area mm-hmm. from a culture that is not typically known. It's really cool because all of the the voice actors, I believe, are either Alaska Natives but that was really cool. I saw that and I was like, okay, Molly from Denali. And she she solves little problems like trying to get enough money to buy a tube so she can go on the water. Cute. Stuff like that. It's that. so cute. Looking for like four, four legged creatures in her backyard with her little friends. Come on, Molly from Denali. That's really cute. I Molly like that. is cute. Yeah. I like Molly. I need to go watch that. I was just thinking about that. We never have Native Americans showcased in American media. At all. Mm-hmm. At all. So, Unless we're stereotyping. Shut up. Yeah. Unless, yeah. Unless, you know, the Redskins are around or something like that. Just ridiculous. Lord. <laughs> Lord. Uh, mine is short and sweet. So, I started listening to an old podcast, and I always do podcast recommendations because if you know me, I'm addicted to podcasts. I listen to them constantly, all the time, no matter what I'm doing. If I'm at work, I will literally bring my phone with me to the bathroom so I can continue listening to my podcast. Obsessed. So my roommate Kate, shout out Kate, told me about this podcast, Missing Richard Simmons. And it's basically about <laughs> when Richard Simmons randomly went missing and I think twenty in twenty fourteen, I think it was. And his he was living his life as normal, like teaching his little jazzer size class every day. He had tons of fans and people who were going to his class every week. Like diehard Richard Simmons simmons lifers and then one day he just stopped showing up and he just never went back again and no one ever saw him again for like years why haven't i heard about this you think i would think i mean he's not really in the public eye people know Mm. who richard simmons is right richard simmons goes missing it's very it's very interesting it was on the news i remember when that happened it was very very it's a very interesting podcast i'm not done with it but is it what's the tone is it suspenseful or is it kind of funny it's suspenseful, kind of, because okay. they're, it's not, like, true crime suspenseful, because, right. like, he's not dead, but they're, like, they're really seriously asking, like, where, where did he go? He? Yeah. Or wh- and the guy who does the podcast, he actually was, has been taking his class for, like, a long time with his, with his partner, so he, like, huh. stopped showing up, and he's, like, okay, but is he okay? Like, to them, 
they're like Richard lives for this class. He is a lot of people's actual emotional support system. Yeah. Like he can't That's just disappear so off the face of the earth, but he does. Interesting. Really interesting to say yeah. Okay. Look at that. Well, that was a longer introduction than normal, but that's okay because we have plenty more content coming your way. Um, so, recently announced are the Emmy nominations. Yes. Lots of good stuff. I saw lots of things that I'm loving. It's been a strong year for TV. It has been. So, I'm just going to talk about kind of the top categories. So, drama series. We have Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Game of Thrones, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession, This Is Us. This category is a little sale to me with the exception of Pose. And I am so excited about their nomination. I honestly think what? it's pretty cool too that Bodyguard got nominated. I'm not going to lie. I don't like Bodyguard. What about Ozark? You like Bodyguard because of what's his Richard Mann, but I also thought it was just like fun. It's just like there's no, I don't know. To me, it's one of the better like shoot them up spy TV series that I've seen. Like, I mean, I do like, I do like, I like those types of shows. And it's I'm intense. not the nominating first 15 them minutes for is Emmy. Crazy. I love it, it. Yeah, it is wild. Ozark is amazing. Ozark is very Ozark good. is great. Ozark is amazing. Yeah. Better Call Saul. I cannot get into it. I'm sorry. Either. It's just, <laughs> it's not Breaking Bad. It's never going to be Breaking Bad. And I'm just not, the, I was never that interested in Saul to begin with. Mm. Spinoffs to me, always start on a rough foot though like they they do like they it's just, i've never been into spinoffs as much yeah i mean it's been out it's been around for seasons now so it's not even starting on the wrong foot this is the foot <laughs> this is, uh, but i'm just saying in general like it, it, it's a spinoff like spinoffs are, are never going to be what they're i don't know I, yeah i agree i'm really excited for pose though yeah I love that's pose. awesome it's a great show did you see this past week's episode? yes it was great Pose is really such a sad. great show and not it. enough people are watching it. No, it's fantastic. So great. Okay, comedy series. We have Barry, Fleabag, The Good The Good Place, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Russian yes. Doll, Shits Creek, and Veep. This category is taxed to me. I love Barry. Fleabag is fantastic. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. I haven't nope. yet. So good. So good. Maisel. Oh, oh, you know I'm obsessed God. with Maisel. I think Maisel is going to win it again. Oh, God. Definitely. The Good Place is so good. And it's like, to me, the saving grace of network TV. Wow. Yeah. Because it's a good show. The mm. Good Place is a really good show. And it's not just good for cable. It's good. Like, it's good. It's hilarious. Good. good. Russian Doll, I don't watch. Natasha Leone is kind of distracting to me the way she talks. It's hard for me to get into it. I'm not super into comedies that much, honestly. Like, comedy TV shows just never really do it for me. That's why right. Maisel, like, really threw me off guard. So I was like, oh, my God. Well, because Maisel does a great job of being a comedy, but still having a very grounded sense of character. It's also the period, too, which is just yeah, crazy. Like, it's, it's such a fun period. But and they're also a Jewish just... family, which I love. And it's so vulgar. So vulgar. Schitt's Creek. You, you don't want Schitt's Creek? I hate Schitt's Creek. I really do. I have tried okay, it Catherine four or five times. I just don't give a fuck about it. I've n I haven't laughed once. I, I, I honestly, full disclosure, I don't get it. I don't get why people love this show so much. I think Please enlighten me. I think it's so funny. I did not laugh but one time. But it's such subtle humor. I get that. 
I didn't care. I hated it. I was like, this is so stupid. And That's I turned fair. It off. That's fair. I do love it, though. And Veep, of course. Veep is going to win Lord, because oh Julie Louis Dreyfus beat cancer this year. Like, I'm sorry. She's won it every other year. Like, she's about to win. They're going to win comedy series, and she's also going to win. Because, let's be real, she gave a performance of a lifetime, and she's battling fucking cancer. Like, there's just, like, it, if she if she won it without cancer, like, you can't just not give it to her when she had cancer. Come on. It'd be heartless. Limited series, we already know who's going to win. There's, like, a clear front runner. Chernobyl, Escape at Dinamara, Fosse, and Verdon. Well, slash Verdon, I guess you could say. Sharp objects when they see us. When they see us. I think Chernobyl's Chernobyl. gonna win. Really? I, I would love for when they see us to win. But I think Chernobyl's gonna Chernobyl. When they see us would be the wild card, but I think Chernobyl yeah. is the easy shoe in. Chernobyl, I correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, someone fact check me, but I'm pretty sure Chernobyl is the highest rated show on television. It is. It's the highest rated TV series of all time. Of all time. And it's incredible. I was looking Chernobyl up, and I didn't realize it happened during the actual Cold War. Yep. Which is the same time period as Stranger Things, which is Well, kind of, but like, the Cold War was a long time, though. The Cold War was 50 years, but Stranger Things started in 84. Yeah. But But I think Chernobyl happened in 86. Oh, why did I think Chernobyl was the 70s? Nope, mm. 86. Oh, well, I'm not good at putting my finger on time periods. Did you see, though, that Russia is going to be doing... They've announced that they're going to do their telling of Chernobyl because they said that it's apparently false. That's <laughs> said, fine. Okay. <laughs> like, but we already saw the right. story, so that's okay. You can't do damage control now. It's already literally in history books. Right. The worst right. chemical disaster in world history so but okay good sharp objects i would love to win because it was fantastic but i just don't see it beating out here's the thing if they could give an emmy award for best moment in a tv it's the ending of sharp objects yeah sharp objects is beautiful okay we're not even gonna go over this one because it's boring lead actor in a drama series jason bateman sterling k brown kit harrington bob odenkirk billy porter milo ventimiglia I don't know. Who do you think is going to take that one? I want Billy Porter to take it. Of course. So he can. Everybody else, I'm like, mm, I'm, I'm not jazzed. Kit Harrington cannot win. I'm sorry. I just want Billy Porter to win so he doesn't have to be in another Taylor Swift video. I know. That's all I want. And That's I it. used to love This Is Us and I love Sterling K. Brown, but like, my God, they have ventured into soap opera so hard. I'm like, this, <laughs> we have gone off the rails. This is, this shit is insane. Like, it has lost its charm for me. I'm like, this is done. It's doing too much. I mean, if I'm picking who I think is going to win, I'm not going to lie to you. Kit Harrington can win simply because it's the end of Game of Thrones. And I don't think the so. The finales of things sometimes win. I know, but when they're good. And it, resound- it was a resounding sigh from Hollywood. I mean, it was. Hollywood. It I was, but saying win. that I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if Kit Harrington won. I don't think he will, but I wouldn't be shocked. Um, my pick would be Jason Bateman, honestly. I thought he was fantastic in Ozark. He this, is. This most recent season. Yeah, he was and is. But know. also Billy Porter. I do love Billy Porter, too. Billy He's Porter's great. so great. Billy Porter, though, I will say, as much as I love Billy Porter, it's Billy Porter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And that's where, like, he is phenomenal, and he's perfect for that role. But Pray Tell, in my opinion, isn't that different from Billy Porter as a person, which I love watching. But as far as acting goes, 
Oh, I don't know. It's He's not got much so of a he has, he, but he do he does have some really really great moments in mm-hmm. it too. But I just think that Jason Bateman is such a transformation in Ozark. That's mm-hmm. just like I, yeah, I loved him in season two. I love him in Ozark. Period. He's fantastic. Okay, lead actress in a drama series. We have Amelia Clark. We have Jodie Comer. We have Viola Davis, Laura Linney, Mandy Moore, Sarah Sandra O, oh, and Robin Wright. All heavy mm-hmm. hitters in this category. I was surprised to see Mandy Moore. I'm shocked yeah. to see Robin Wright, honestly. Yeah, that. <laughs> Talk about bad finales. It that doesn't even need to exist. All that died. finale did was prove that that show was nothing without Kevin Spacey, which is a major slap in the face to everything. They should have just ended it. Of Kevin Spacey, did you see that one of his criminal charges got was dropped? dropped? Yes. Whoa. Horrible. Doesn't mean he didn't do it, though. Viola Davis is still getting nominated. <laughs> still. But honestly, How to Get Away with Murder is a guilty pleasure of mine. That show is so ridiculous. Two, it's like housewives to me. Like, I just cannot look away. It is just, wow. <laughs> Once again, my vote's going for Laura Linney and Ozark. She Laura is Linney? something else. Laura Linney is top three favorite actresses for me. She's phenomenal. Do not add me. I, and Peach... I'm sorry. I'm about to get very passionate about this. Laura Linney is one of the most slept on actresses in, oh, 100%. Our, in, uh, in, uh, in our lifetime. She's phenomenal. Like Her look to Jason Bateman at the last 20 seconds of Ozark season two is some of the strongest yes. nonverbal acting I've ever seen in my life. Ugh. Yes. She... Oh, God, she's so good. And the thing so with good. Laura Linney is she knows how to make choices and let you know that it's a choice and you're just like... Holy shit. How did you even think about that? How did you even come up with that? And it's like, realistic actors have never been my cup of tea. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, it's fine. I'm never super impressed. It never offends me, but it doesn't impress me. Laura Linney is not necessarily the most realistic actor, but you believe everything she does. And that is such a talent. That's like Meryl Streep. Very few people can do it. Meryl Streep is not going to give you regular, regular, everyday person. You would never see... Mary Louise walking down the street, but you believe uh, every single word that comes out of her mouth, and that is true skill. That's like, yep. I'm also so Ozark season three. I was reading a thing the day that I was just talking about how like, the plans for the series and like the direction that it's been going. Like, they they pretty much said like season three is Laura Linney's. I saw like, that it's her season. Like this is this is about her, and that I and I get that from the end of season two. Like well, this is about to be her season. I'm ready. Okay, lead actor in a comedy series. We have Anthony Anderson, Don Cheadle, Ted Danson, Michael Douglas, Bill Hader, and Eugene Levy. It's going to be Bill Hader. I hope yes. Anthony Anderson wins one time. It's just oh. so hard. I love Blackish. It's such a good show. It's really hard to compare it to Barry, where like yeah, they can can't. do whatever the fuck they want, Barry. You know what I mean? Of course. It's just hard. This category to me is so unfair because... I don't know. It's hard. Comedy is so much less funny without swear words like you know what i mean i don't know how else to say it like maybe i'm childish it's not as funny if i can't say fucking fuck like it's just not as funny and while i love him on blackish i think he's great i just it's not his avenue to succeed like he's got to hop on an hbo comedy and he'll soar he they should really give him his award like his they need to give him back payment for his award on for his performance on kangaroo jack fantastic piece of cinema listen i i'm not joking whenever i say that i 
would ask my roommates in college once a month if we could watch Kangaroo Jack. And we never fucking did. Kangaroo Jack I love that movie so much. It's a classic. Classic. It's so good. And Anthony Anderson was two Anthony Andersons in that movie, and he was fantastic. Double the fun. I truly would ask them all the time. My vote is also going for Bill Hader, I think. I have not seen Black Monday yet, but everyone keeps telling me that it's amazing. Have you guys watched it? Not yet. No. I need to I need to start like this week. Okay. Lead actress in a comedy series. Christina Applegate, Rachel Brosnahan, Julie Julie Louis Dreyfus, Natasha Leone, Catherine O'Hara, Phoebe Waller Bridge. My fucking girl crush. I haven't watched Fleabag, but with this list. It's Julie Louis Dreyfus. I know I know it is, but I would love to see Christina Applegate win. Honestly, I would too. God. Like, Great performance. It was it's fantastic. It's unfortunate that Julia Louis got cancer at the same time uh, she gave this performance because <laughs> it really was a good... No, but honestly, though, they're not going to not... She no. wins it every year. You know how rude it would be not to give it to her this year? For the final season. For too. the final season when she just beat cancer? Like, have a fucking heart. If they yeah. don't, that's quite the message. I'm like, just thrilled seven. that Christina Applegate is back on everybody's radar. Uh. Because she's so good. She's hilarious. Anchorman, she was fucking hilarious. But she's hilarious, but she can, like, if anything, dead to me, what made it so good is that, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous, but what made it so good is it's it's abrupt shifts from, like, comedy to drama. Like, and Mm -hmm. she mastered that. Totally. I totally agree. And then the list goes on and on. Um, There are a couple of people that I... I just saw it on there. I honestly already forgot that True Detective happened this year. And I, I liked the season. I didn't like it that much. I liked it. I just already forgot about it. <laughs> like, I'm I'm okay with it. There were a couple people that I'm super excited for. Like, Jarrell Jerome. He's in When They See Us. Super excited for him to be put on the world stage. Um, they just put Moonlight on Netflix. I saw. Um, also, super excited for Joey King. Have you guys seen the act? Mm-mm. Nope. Patricia Arquette and Joey King are in the act. They play Gypsy Rose and her mom. I've seen the previews for it. That shit is insane. That's one of my favorite American, like, crime cases is Gypsy Rose and whatever her mom's name is. I don't remember her fucking name. Did you see the documentary that's coming? I've seen every documentary. I don't think it's come out yet. It's on Uh, HBO. It's about the killer and how... Oh, you haven't seen it? Oh, the boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's I saw a the whole, preview. Yeah, it's coming it's out one of soon. The, it's one of these. This trilogy. It's one of this true crime oh, trilogy. Is it? I think. Oh, the Gypsy I think so. Rose. Yeah. The, every crime has a story. Mm-hmm. It's about him, and he says in the preview, "There was no way after this. I'm going. To, we are going to end up together." I did it for her. I was like, huh? I have very <laughs> mixed feelings about his fate in this case because. Is he in jail? Or yes. is he in a mental He's health in facility? Jail. He's but in jail. He, he very clearly has a mental disability. Yeah. Like, that's like, not to get on my high horse, that's fucked up. Like, like he even in the preview, in the People with mental illnesses shouldn't be tried the same as, like, regular people. Like, put him in a facility. It like, was what are easy. you doing? He literally said, well, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I did know, kill her. But that's so, so messed up. Like, obviously yeah. he's going to confess he has a mental disability. Like, what do you think? Well, I saw a thing the day that was just like, it, it was a, it was just one of those like posts on Instagram, but it was just talking about like prisons. I think it was like prisons in Sweden or something like that. But it was just talking about like, how like in, 
the U.S., like, what the prison system is, like, prison is supposed to be about rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. It should make you a better person. Mm -hmm. Not cage you like an animal. Right. Like, and that's where I have such a big problem with prison in this this country. Because, like, yeah, like, we, like, taxpayers, like, we pay so much money to keep people in prison. But what are we keeping them in prison for? For They're literally sitting there. In, in fucking cells and then they get to go out with barbed wire all over the fence and they get to watch TV and they eat and that's about it and then they're they're constantly fighting and shit it's, it's not a good and then they die situation like it ought to be like rehabilitation you I ought agree. to be you ought to be building people back up like what went wrong and what can we do to fix it well our prison system loves to put people with disabilities and honestly black children in regular prisons and it's really fucked up like, sorry, it's messed up. Do you not think that this... I think he was, like, maybe 21 when this happened with Gypsy Rose. He's obviously going to be a target in prison. Like, he's probably getting tortured. He's a mental disability. Like, what do we think? He's, like, a functioning member of society that's so fucked up. Okay, anyway. If you haven't seen the act, it's fantastic. And Joey King is great in it. Long way from Ramona and Beezus. Okay. Girl. Don't. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now we come to supporting actress in a drama series. Gwendolyn Christie, <laughs> Julia Garner, <laughs> Lena Headey, Fiona Shaw, Sophie Turner, and Maisie Williams. Literally all of the nominees except for two are from fucking Game of Thrones. So based on odds, some of them, one of them is going to win. Shout out to Gwendolyn Christie, who HBO didn't, they didn't submit her. For nominations so she said you know what let me go ahead and write my name on the ballot but my and thing is did. how do you not submit Gwendolyn Christie for that moment after she's knighted because that is one of beautiful. my favorite acting moments of the year like so beautiful. it just broke my heart and it's so good like we waited so long to see her get to that point and honestly to me we have so many great actors in this category but I want to see her win I do too like, this is the, what, what what what's unfortunate is that this this is not Lena Headey's season, and I love Lena Headey. She should have been nominated a couple seasons ago, mm-hmm. like back in season six. Like mm-hmm. season six was her. Like, mm-hmm. but this season she sat out a window. Yeah, the whole she time. didn't. She didn't do much this season because it just wasn't her story. And ran past the mountain as her aide was crushed. And said, oh, bye. And then we have supporting actor in a drama series: Alfie Allen, Jonathan Banks, Nicola Coster-Waldo, Peter Dinklage. Giancarlo Esposito, Michael Kelly, and Chris Sullivan. Damn, that's so many. Stacked. I think I Peter Dinklage is going to take that. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. He, Alfie, yeah. I'm sorry, boo. Like, Fionn, we've been hating you. Reek, it's not your season. <laughs> Reek, it is not your it season. It was never his season. It's not even your show. Like, Please. And then the list goes on and on and on. Um... I want to give a shout out. Okay. What I was going to say is a huge shout out to Laverne Cox, who made history guest actress in a drama series. She was nominated for the same role, guest actress in a comedy series and made history then as the first trans person to be nominated. And she's making history again as the first trans person to be nominated for guest actress in a drama series. So I think that's super huge and really cool. Well, let's also talk about who she is nominated against because there is one in there that... Cherry Jones, Jessica Lang, Felicia Rashad, Cicely Tyson, <laughs> Carice Van Houten. I know, exactly. <laughs> You're telling me that Melisandre nominated herself? <laughs> she did. She did nominate herself. She walked 
from the dead, for one. Rather coming, slowly, bitch, hurry the fuck coming up. Coming from the direction of the dead, and then slowly walked out to set the pyre on fire, and then walked out and crumbled in one episode. And she nominated herself? The only the only award she's winning in my eyes is the award for getting my fucking nerves because she oh. was the most annoying character in the actually Brand existed. Second most annoying character. So she wouldn't even win that. Honestly. I'm not gonna lie. I honestly I liked the red woman in the other seasons. This season she did nothing. I don't know why we're why I don't know why she nominated herself. Shane, you love every character and everything. I You're do. so I, forgiving. You are so I forgiving. I do. Well I I mean I I kinda I try to find something to like in every artist's performance. That's good. Like, I'm not as kind. It, listen, <laughs> if I'm broke and I'm eating ramen noodles, bitch, you better, you better wow well, me. Of if course, you're getting paid the big bucks, I want to Do I, I think I can do wild. it better? Yeah, sometimes I do. However, at the end of the day, someone still created something, and it's, they're doing exactly what I want to do, and I think that that's... I don't know. I think it's, I think it's cool. I think it's something that deserves to be celebrated. Anyways... So what I nominated myself for an Emmy, absolutely. So we never said that she nominated herself. Is that what happened? Yes, she did. So (laughs) she nominated herself. Um, Gwendolyn Christie nominated herself, and well, submitted. Sorry, Allen. So Gwendolyn Christie, Alfie Allen, and Melisandre, because I don't know her name. Reese Van Houten. Mm -hmm. Sure. Submitted themselves to be nominated and then mm-hmm. got the nomination. They sure did. And it should be noted, they also paid a $225, $225 self-submission fee. And the Hollywood Reporter made sure to let us know that. That they footed the bill themselves. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited to see the Emmys for the first time in a long time. I feel like the Emmys have a... It's not their fault, but it comes to a point where it becomes really stale because all of these shows are have been on for seasons and we know who's going to be nominated every single year. And it's like, I watch them, but like n- not with much excitement because you know Julie Louis-Dreyfus is going to win. Like, you just know. You know who the favorites are, who the best performances are. So I'm excited for this Emmy season because I feel like we've gotten some fresh new contenders. We're going to have... Go ahead. I think it's because we've also gotten some fresh new categories. The docuseries, miniseries, all of that has really helped the Emmys get back into the game. Yeah, I totally agree. And so many different platforms now that people can consume Mm -hmm. media on, which I love but also hate because I feel extreme anxiety because I want to be a good actor and watch all of it. But I just simply don't have the time. There's too many. There's always a new series you can see. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. Can we calm down for one second? It's 10 hours of my time each and I'm like, I gotta commit to these. Like, give me a second. I'm trying my best. I do think too though, like talking about things like Fresh Faces, we're gonna see even more next year because both Veep and Game of Thrones are done. Right. And those always dominate the categories. And I mean, this look, this is the first year we haven't seen Modern Family. I know. Like, which is crazy. That's been literally like every nomination every year. Since I was in high school. And honestly, I'm glad that we're, we've moved on a little bit. Like, and that's where like even, even with like Game of Thrones and Veep, as much as I do love them, I'm like, all right, great. I'm I'm excited to see some fresh faces next year. Mm -hmm. Um, Better Call Saul can end this season. Let me go ahead and say that. Like, I'm not interested for my own selfish reasons. Like, let's move on. Saul, you had a good run. The thing is, too, I'm excited about the Emmys because after the mess that has been the Oscars for the past few years, I was talking to someone actually about this the other day. I was like, you know, I have not been to the movies that much at all lately. And it's because movies are struggling right Mm -hmm. now. 
all we're putting out is blockbusters because we're struggling. Yeah, well, remakes that are blockbusters because we're struggling to make like original content because TV has taken the concept of drama and has extended it into a 10 hour long thing that people prefer. I would much rather, I, I would much rather go to a movie to watch an hour and a half of a blockbuster than to watch a 10 hour blockbuster season. But I would love you to give me some like Ozark. Yeah. 10 episodes, See, an hour each. But please. that's where we are different because I love to consume drama in a series setting because I feel like you get so much of the character. No, that's you what get I just so said. More. Oh, you prefer That's that. what I mean. Yeah, no, that's what oh. I'm saying. I, I, that's why I'm excited about the Emmys right now yes. because there is such an awesome shift right now in the industry. And as much as I, I mean, because I do love film and Oscar season is still pretty strong, but that's like one chunk of the year. The rest of it is just kind of honestly a lot of bullshit. It like, is. And you're not seeing as much bullshit on TV right now, which you used to. But now, like, I mean, I've always preferred the series style for Me something too. more than a film set. Like, you just get more time. I want to see the characters from beginning to end. And I want to want... fall in exactly. love with I want to pick up the clues. Like, I want to be an investigative journalist exactly. when it comes to the characters that I love. I love it. I'm, I'm stoked that this is the direction that everything's going. I right agree. Now. And I'm so done with movies. This is a quick segue. 007, Charlie's Angels... These remakes, let's call them new movies. They are not the same fucking movie. Tell that to Lion King. Okay, but you know what? At the end of the day, Lion King, you want to go ahead and make Lion King? At least it's remotely the same. It's exactly the same. But at least That's it's in the same mean. vein. Charlie's Angels, I watched the trailer, the entire trailer in the movies the other day, and I was like, what movie is this? Hold up. They got Kristen Stewart back from the dead. They got this girl that was randomly in Aladdin. Like, what the fuck movie is this? She's in these Ghostbusters. And then at the end, it said Charlie's Angels. I said, what? Bitch, where? This is Charlie's Angels? I'm not even mad. I'm not, the movie looks great, but it's just not Charlie's Angels. Why don't we just call it something else? You're not fooling me by calling it Charlie's Angels because you think I'm going to go watch it. Same with this new 007 movie. I'm happy with the Black Spy. Call it Pepper, the sequel to Salt. Like, I don't even know. I'm totally fine with that, but I just don't want you to tell me all right, I'm sorry, guys. It's city life. There's not much I can do about it, okay? I just don't want you to tell me that it's the same movie because it's fucking not. It's just not the same. And guess what? I don't want it to be the same. I don't like 007 that much. I'm happy without it. Pepper would be a fantastic fucking title for this movie, so let's do that. And that's Please it. That's no. my rant on that. Please don't do that. Hollywood loves racism. They would love that. Off and off. Okay. Well, that's it for... I mean, um, I agree with you, though. I'm excited. I'm excited for TV. I'm excited for the Emmys. There's some good shit that's happening. I think it's going to be an, a good show. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. A fight a fight to the death. A good show on TV. And it's a good time for TV right now. If TV Gwendolyn Christie so wins <laughs> this Emmy after submitting herself, she's the fucking goat. This is why I vote for myself for royalty every week. Because I'm like, <laughs> one day you I'm going to win. Yes. Bitch, I vote for me, too. Unless it's like a clear winner. Right. I vote for whoever had the best story, but now that I know that you hoes are voting for yourselves, I might have to change my strategy. I mean, that's your fault. You do that if you want to. Just call me Brain of Tarth. Right. We'll be back after this. All right. So, Sherry... I don't know how this keeps happening, but you won once a fucking game. Bitch. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, money flying on the road in Atlanta. (laughs) That shit is hilarious. That shit is fucking hilarious. 
Okay, so it's up to you to kick us off. <laughs> okay. I, my, my royalty is kind of a problem because it's a problem for all of us. In the past maybe two days, we have all come back into contact with the app FaceApp, right? Remember, it's that app, it uses artificial intelligence. You've seen people all over Instagram showing you how they look as an old person or they how they look as a baby, blah, 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 blah. I even did it. It was on my Instagram stories. Me too. By the way, I look fucking fly. Oh my God, I can't wait to be 67. I don't. You're, yeah, you look, you look old, Shane. But <sighs> it's because you're white. True. <laughs> it it's takes skin pigmentation yep. into effect. I am going to look like Cicely Tyson, and I'm completely okay with that. Cicely Tyson is by far the oldest person in the world. No. Happy birthday to your great-grandmother, who just turned 98. That's right. She sure did. Oh, my goodness. Still not as old as Cicely Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Moving on. She might be older than her. I don't know how old Cicely is. No, Cicely, I think, is like two years younger than your grandmother. Great grandmother. Damn, my grandma's so old. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cicely Tyson's only 94. 94. Your grandmother's 98. She's a spring chicken. <laughs> okay. Okay, sorry, Sherry. <laughs> so, I did all that last night. I woke up this morning and saw this article from the Washington Post. You downloaded FaceApp. Here's what you just did to your privacy. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> Why you gotta be like Fuck. that? Why you gotta be like that? Apparently, FaceApp is an app owned by the Russian government. <laughs> you guys, you guys, the Russian government. <laughs> it's a company called Wireless Lab, and they are using legit artificial intelligence to turn your face old, young, change your hair, etc. In their privacy notice, <laughs> because they got flagged for this from the Apple Store and Google, Google Play, it states, any picture that you upload to our app, we have unrevocable, <laughs> complete <laughs> use for, complete <laughs> license. Meaning oh, they can do yeah. whatever they want with the picture that you have just uploaded to that app. I gave them a headshot. I did too. <laughs> My headshot's all over the internet. I don't care about that. But let's say you tried being funny and putting your face on a dick pic or something and uploading that. They have it and they can use it. That means that you essentially just turned any photo you used on that app into a stock photo because that's what their license said. And you agreed to it by clicking download. They, I was like, what? The they Russians? knew Americans would be all over this Literally. shit. Literally. <laughs> This is not the first time FaceApp has come out. So someone resurged it. That's what pisses me off. This app came out in like 2017. It just came back. Let's bring it full circle. I just finished watching Stranger Things. And if you watch Stranger Things, mm -hmm. you know that the Russian government mm -hmm. has a whole lab underneath the Gwinnett <laughs> County Mall. <laughs> Which is right here. In right Atlanta, here Georgia. In the heart of Atlanta. Reporting live from Atlanta, Georgia. This is Selati TV. Like, legitimately. I, I woke up this morning and said, they fucking got my ass. The mind flayer has gotten me. <laughs> and I'm mad. I'm mad because apparently they... Uh, the DNC or something like that was like, delete the app immediately. 
I hope you didn't the sign DNC. up for the Yeah, the Democratic Party or something. The Democratic yeah. National Convention? They did. They said they delete did. it now. They said delete uh-huh. the app now. I did. I, I followed directions. I did. Um, <laughs> it's like, what are they doing with my data? They even had to talk to the CEO because they have an office in California. He was like, haha, stupid Americans. No, we, we can't get your your uh, your pictures. <laughs> but obviously. Bitch, yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so that's my royalty. I feel American. But yeah, that's my royalty. We all got duped because we're all idiots. That the royalty end. is low-key stressful because that's like all yeah. fucking Cold War espionage shit. Like yeah. that shit is like not but okay. You know what, Amanda? You dodged the Russians. You did. I sure did. Because I, I was like, this shit is dumb as hell. Everybody's out here downloading an app for oh, a damn wait. Snapchat filter. You, hold on a second. Actually, no. You didn't dodge the Russians because I dragged your ass into it. <laughs> That's right. He put a picture of all three of us onto the app. So the app has your face, bitch. <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to World War Three. It's fine. I'm completely unaffected. You guys, I have a theory, a complete conspiracy theory that Chernobyl coming out, Stranger Things, and now this. And the and blackout in New York. The blackout in New York. The whole election being rigged by Russians. Come on. The, New York loves to blackout every couple of years. Like, the summertime comes and they're like, and we're out. Shut the music real quick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, mm, no, I see. You guys were going to see The Lion King on Broadway too bad. The lights are out. Oh, yeah, get bustle. Blackout. Blackout. Literally, they just do it for that. It's for the effect. But Honestly. that's the end of my royalty. Um... I guess it's time for us to read disclaimers. We won't. All right, who's next? <laughs> you go next. Okay, so uh, all of you guys should know by now, I love trash TV. I know, come for me in the comments if you want. I'm trash. I get it. I'm an actor. I shouldn't like this shit. But I do. I fucking love it. So one of the shows that I love the most, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Winter Games, all of them. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> so Winter Games? Yes. 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 And it was awful. I don't think they'll do it again because it was a big waste of my fucking time. They had them ice skating, doing fucking the luge. Like, it was insane. I, I, didn't, I don't need that. I don't want them to play actual Did sports. Did anyone I just curl? I to hook up and, like, cry. That's all I'm looking for. No curling, I don't. No curling? Oh, actually, I think they're both curling. Anyway, so our current bachelorette, Alabama Hannah. Tuscaloosa. Tusc- Roll Tide. Roll That's what Tide. She says. So our current bachelorette, Alabama Hannah, she is now in hometowns. It was so long ago that we started talking about her and look how far she's come. So she has four guys, one of which is the douche I talked about last week where his entire village of people in like Gainesville, Georgia were praying over him. It was weird as fuck. So basically this season, this episode, there comes a time where they start to talk about sex or whatever. And he basically tells her that he would not feel comfortable if she had sex with somebody during this experience. She's kind of sitting there with a little smirk on her face. And I'm like, hmm, I feel like this bitch knows something that I don't. Like, what's going on? And you're kind of sitting there like, she's has a virgin, she? Right? No. <laughs> no, she's not. So you're kind of sitting there like, has she had sex? Because she's seeming, she seems a little slyly guilty, you know? So he basically was like, if I found out that you had sex with somebody during this experience, I would get in the car and go home right now. And she's fed up at this point. She's like, oh my God, you're like so controlling and trying to control me. Like, I would never even let my husband tell me what to do. And you're certainly not my husband. So what the, what the hell is your problem? 
So she's fed up at this point. And she's like, you know what? I bet I could say something that'll make you get in that car right now. And he's like, what? No, nothing you could ever say would, like, offend me and, like, make me go. And she's like... Hold on. I'm going to need you to put the accent on for her. Okay. So she's like, you know what? I bet I could say something right now that'll make you get in that car. And he's like... (laughs) And he's like, what? No, I'm in love with you, Hannah. Like, there's nothing you could say or do. And she's like, well, let's say I did have sex. And he was like, like, during this experience, she's like, yeah. And he's like, well... I mean, obviously, like, I would forgive you, like, if you slipped up once. She's like, well, what if it was more than once? Like, basically probing him, like, what are you going to fucking do? And he's like, well, I mean, like, I'm not going to turn my back on you. I'm not going to run away from you. Like, I'm going to stick by you and I'll pray for you and we'll, we'll get through it. And she was like, okay, you know what? I fucked in a windmill. Oh, Oop. my God. <laughs> and you just see his the pure shock on his face. Then... She goes even deeper and says, and we did it again. She fucked in a windmill two times. And she basically said, what the fuck are you going to do about it? Not a damn thing. She sent him in the car and sent him on his damn way. And that's my royalty right there. Alabama Hannah, I had no faith in you at the top, top of this season. I thought you were annoying as hell. But bitch, I appreciate the level of badassery. Go ahead and have a hot girl summer. Even though you're the bachelorette, I feel it. And then she took it a step further. And after the episode aired last night, she tweeted, to the windmill, to the wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm a fan. I'm happy for her. I hope whoever she picks, I hope it works out. All right, Shane, we're ready for you, baby. Mine is super fast. I'm not going to win because I didn't really have anything exciting or messy happen to me this week. But... Um, I did go. I did go see Spider Man finally in theaters. I saw it too. And I use this. Do you guys know what Letterboxd is? Mm-hmm. So for anyone who doesn't know, Letterboxd is basically a. It's kind of like a social media, um, like a social media platform for movies and for reviewing movies and logging movies that you've seen. And um, anyways, I went on there to log Spider Man, and someone had hacked. <laughs> into letterbox and the tagline whenever i looked at spider-man said imagine migos gang banging that ass excuse (laughs) me and it was a full 24 hours before anybody caught it and people were just like posting reviews and they're going can someone explain why the tagline for spider-man far from home is imagine migos gang banging that ass i just want to in all caps above where it says it literally says like Imagine me goes gang banging that ass, and then it goes Peter Parker on a school trip. Like, <laughs> oh my god! I just want to know how long do you think that was up there? At least a day before anybody caught it. No admins caught it. There were no other movies that fixed? were affected that I saw. Yeah, it's fixed now. <laughs> <laughs> but for a second, I went, "What the?" I was like, just like scrolling through, and I saw gang banging that ass. I said, "Hold on." You said, oh, "Wow, Marvel, like my type of movie." No, I was like, "Wow, Marvel really kicked up the notch for their taglines." And then I read the whole thing, and I was like. This is ridiculous. Because <laughs> for one, who hacks Letterbox? Like, really, like that's such a. That's the thing with hackers. They, if they really wanted to, they could fuck up our world. But they just want to have a little fun. They just went yeah. to Letterbox, went to Spider Man, and said, "Imagine me goes gang banging that right. ass." Right. They were just like, "I'm not here to do real damage. I'm just having a good time." Like, could I hack into the FDIC and fuck up with the banks? I could, but, you know, I just want to do some smooth criminal shit. I'm not trying to do (laughs) anything that'll send me to federal prison, you know? Right. The hackers need to have something to do. What did you think of Spider-Man? 
I actually I liked it a lot actually. I had a great time. Like I just thought at the end of the day, I thought it was just fun. I thought Me it was too. a fun movie. It's very shallow. It's very predictable. But that's what it that's what it's And also to be. coming off of Endgame, I was like, this is this is what this is what everybody needed for like, right. this one. Like it's starting phase four, post Avengers World. It was just a fun time, very light, very easy. I just had like a good time watching it. And Marissa Tomei looked amazing in the movie. Yes. Plus my man Jake Gyllenhaal. Ah. Let me tell you. Oh man. He literally walked on screen and I turned to my straight friend and I said, fucking daddy. <laughs> like <laughs> You couldn't even fucking help it. No. Alright, well we have one episode left. Wow. We also wow. got a new review on Apple. So someone listened last week. We really appreciate it. So we're gonna do that again this week. Ooh. Alrighty. Write us a review if you haven't already. Why? Because we're trying to get some sponsors we have bills past due no i'm just kidding all my bills are up today but i could use some spending money so you know please write us a review we would greatly appreciate it and from what we hear a lot of you guys are loving the content so we are happy you enjoy it we want to keep doing it we are going to take a break i know that one of our listeners was completely shocked when we said that like girl i'm sorry i also work a full-time job like Mom is exhausted. Like, she needs some time. But we will be back. We're thinking we're coming back in the fall? To yeah. be decided. We'll definitely know for sure by next episode. And that's all for now. We love you. We appreciate you. And we want to keep making you laugh. If you have anything you want us to talk about on next week's episode, you know what to do. Email us at sayletteapod at gmail.com and we will take care of the rest. Bye. 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 Bye.